Creator economy is conventionally defined as the broader economic and social infrastructure that enables the work of creators. Until this point, creators found expression for their work engaging their audiences through social channels such as Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, Substack, and Patreon. Who exactly are creators? Conventionally, creators have been defined as those who use digital technology to make and publish unique creative content, whether in the form of video, film, art, music, design, text, games, or any other media that audiences can access and respond to. Creators monetize their efforts through memberships, subscriptions, digital tips, advertising, brand partnerships, endorsements, direct funding from platforms, and other form of digital payment. Until this point, the hype behind creation has been mostly to sell products and services. But the real creation is yet to find expression where every sphere of life sees the convergence of content, computing, and communications. Learning becomes centric to sustainability and growth through the continuum of education, ownership, and commitment, which in turn contributes to a better world and a higher quality of life. In a sense, the number of people who create content not just to sell but also to renew life will grow and that is where the value of the creator economy will shine through. The economic value of the creator economy was estimated to be around 104 billion in 2021 based on revenues generated by creators plus money invested in creator economy startups according to a study by NeoRich and Influencer Marketing Hub. This estimate will multiply exponentially when we have been able to truly bring device, channel and medium independence to the adaptation of digital technologies, which in turn will facilitate data to be visualized in all the four formats mutually inclusively, including text, audio, video and graphics. Hi friends, this episode is slightly different from the previous ones. We not only will recap episodes in this one, but also share some perspectives on the questions that some of you have raised. There is a fundamental shift and that fundamental shift must be recognized as a shift in structures. Structures which is relationships and these relationships will exist in an ecosystem at a micro level are communities of interest and communities of practice. And they have to be global and local at the same time. At Giga Technologies, we have paraphrased this as a global economy. These structures, when they become global, need to have a fused synergy. And this synergy is nothing but culture, the values, assumptions and beliefs that we have evolved as a society. Unless and until we reframe this structure to the synergies locally, any system that we construct is going to be useless. So this is an economy we call the creator's economy. Not customers, 
not consumers but people and people create systems for life and therefore our thinking about what we create must change our relationship in life across the seven stations from environment to health wealth mobility technology education and governance and we need to be able to see this mutually inclusively where people are able to live a life along with all the living organisms on this planet peacefully and that requires a very different mindset the change in mindset must be one from exploitation to empowerment and this is the most significant transformation if you may that will enable us to create sustainable systems in the first episode we had talked about the need for science to marry technology and engineering this is again a very significant cultural shift which starts in educational institutions and permeates itself in every part of society education and learning now become centric to life this is not just about educating oneself and then living off it for the rest of your life every waking moment has to be a learning moment and so therefore we need new systems that will enable us to educate train practice and perform with learning in a continual manner in the second episode we talked about human capital human capital is nothing but capabilities the capacity to transform and the ability to perform the second part is skills the emphasis cannot be on skills alone it is important to understand what skills to acquire and how those skills will be relevant to the modern environment in the third episode we spoke about innovation and innovation is essentially a journey in continuum from innocence to awareness to understanding to definition to competence to excellence in every sphere of life and we have to have the ability to peg ourselves and understand where we are on subjects and their topics in dimensions and attributes that are descriptive to be able to take a leap into the future with assurance in the fourth episode we spoke about leadership five essential dimensions define leadership starting with aspiration agility anticipation authenticity and then and only then ability and then we followed with rural and urban this divide between rural and urban seems meaningless 
in a society that is driven by a digital system. We need to re-examine the opportunities, whether it is in terms of diversity, whether it is in terms of equity and whether it is in terms of inclusion. And when we bring this into the frame, the divide of rural and urban is absolutely meaningless. And in the next episode, we followed with workplace culture, where people come together and this workplace is very different to the one that we have known from the past. It could be anywhere, anytime and anyhow, sharing and collaborating with people across the globe, not just within the four walls of a conventional enterprise and not just within the boundaries of an office. Moving forward, we then come to the topic of startups. We are all obsessed with the notion of unicorns. But the fact is, startups, whether they are really startups or starting up in incumbent organizations, there is a need to understand why this startup exists. And startups need funding. And this funding should emerge essentially from the sweet spot of value, intellectual and human capital. For example, employ nanotechnology, biotechnology, pervasive computing, enmesh networks, robotics, machine learning in a new way that allows inclusivity and that permits people to create the new. The existential threat of the debt burden can only be overcome when we find a new value that can be deployed in our societies. And that leads us to make that distinction between information systems and digital technology or digital systems. They are not one and the same. We have to find a way of disengaging from our past. One needs to find new entrepreneurs, solopreneurs and entrepreneurs. Then of course, we also saw in the next episode that it is not enough to do research. We need to shift research into inquiry. Not just from the labs, but from everyday workplace. We have machine learning and artificial intelligence being able to provide us that ability to advance the research from inquiry into exploration and discovery. We trace the journey of science in India. Nothing has changed significantly with respect to empowering scientists or the growth of science in the country. The problems faced with respect to research and science being funded is still the same with bureaucrats and politicians still controlling the purse and educational institutions not being able to marry science with technology and be able to see this as a unified force that can become the 
harbinger of change in our country. And this new reality is essentially where the point of arrival is for the creator economy. And that creator economy is the topic that we are going to be able to delve a little bit more deeper today. So Subhu, how does creator's economy tie into all this? The creator's economy essentially is one where every single person needs to realize that they are a creator. Hmm. And creation will happen through them. Okay. So this is not just about the Gen Z creating you know, good looking videos and posting them and earning revenue. So, so far, what we notice is that creator's economy is only practiced in the context of sales and marketing. And primarily just creation of content. Creation of, so creator's economy is creation of content. Yeah. Right. But it cannot be only for selling. Right. So, let me, let me take an example. Today, a educator is a creator. When the educator comes into a classroom, they cannot come with just winging it. They have to create a lesson plan. Now this lesson plan incidentally must address the different segments within the classroom. You have a classroom of 30 where 5 are extremely brilliant students. Mm -hmm. And then you have somewhere another 10 or 15 who are the medium level. Yeah. Right. And the rest are not dull arts but they take some time, they, they are, they, their learning ability is very different. So your lesson plan now needs to address how this learning will essentially go through to every member of that classroom, how they will learn and how they will apply it in real life. Now this content therefore that an educator creates needs to be visual, needs to be appealing needs to go way beyond a classroom. Uh, for example, in, in the schema of uh, K-12, you know, from kindergarten until almost about maybe grade 5, the, it may need to involve parents, it may need to involve a guardian. Yeah. So content now needs to be structured and purposed for it to be ingested and consumed in order for that content therefore to become an application. So this is the creator's economy. It is not enough today if I create a painting. I need to be able to present that painting digitally anywhere in the world and therefore it needs the apt description, the right kind of tags, I need to be able to find the right kind of audience yes. and once again we go through this process of you know purposing it. Yeah. It's not enough to create content, you need to be able to purpose it and you need to purpose it and then you need to ensure that it is consumed and when it is consumed it just not is enough it needs to get ingested and when it gets ingested it needs to then produce action and that action can be that the person is buying a painting hmm. so you know there is on all on all the three parts whether it is inbound logistics the actual operation or the outbound logistics. There is a need to create. Yes. Why? Because 
we uh, are looking at completely new technologies and new ways of working. The workplace is no longer the same. It's, it's a dispersed global workplace. And we need to basically bring different views, different thoughts into basically addressing this as a process. So the creator's economy is just a, a glib talk until and unless this infrastructure that essentially connects from creation to consumption is created. Yeah. You recognize that is what we are creating at Giga Technologies. Why is Giger curating this podcast? Giger is curating this podcast hmm. as one of its means of education. Okay. We have a very distinct philosophy of bringing in alpha customers, ones who embrace innovation, who have the ability to embrace ambiguity and be involved and immersed. So this is a heavy topic. This is a new topic. It needs to be understood differently. So let me also bring in uh, a lot of feedback that has come in that our videos have been long. Hmm. And I have struggled with the idea. It is not as though I don't want to listen and shorten uh, this video. But this is a heavy subject. And not all of them are willing or will embrace this topic and listen to it with a certain amount of patience. But given the fact that this is the subject is new and it needs a certain amount of involvement, I have persisted with keeping them long. But we will create shots out of them and we will try and bring in more audiences but we want to bring in and influence alpha customers to the concept that there is something new and this needs to be understood and they need to be involved and we need even the alpha customers we need to keep driving them back to this content which is also one of the reasons why we are doing this recap so that we can send people back to reference some of the previous episodes. And they begin to understand that they need to invest a little bit more into this long video cast yeah. and be able to ask questions relate and be able to relate to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this process of engagement that we call education. So every enterprise that is venturing into something that is new needs to do it. It needs to go through that process of education where you're being told something to ownership where you try that what is being told to you. You immerse yourself, you involve yourself. Yeah. And when you do that, you are able to see the benefit for yourself. You see the change. And that is when you institutionalize or you commit. And how is your commitment reflected? Your commitment is reflected by you go on the rooftop and to your loved ones, to the people whom you care, you go and tell you must try this. Yeah. Yeah. So this process of education, ownership and commitment is the go-to-market strategy that we use. Yeah. And every single 
enterprise that is out there that is bringing something new to life will have to do this. There is no escape. This is the only... Yeah, so I'm sorry to say this that, you know, my way or highway, but this is definitely a prescriptive methodology yeah. in order to be able to create a new way of life. It's only through the engagement and experience that, you know, someone is willing to commit to a new, completely different idea. Absolutely. You use the absolute right words, engagement and experience. Yeah. Okay. You cannot, you cannot just relate it saying, I, somebody else like the product, yeah. you know, the, the era of endorsement yeah. okay, is over. Yeah. Now it is engaged and exp you give that experience yeah. in order to be able to say that I want to use this product, whether it is a toothpaste or whether it is a software yeah. or whether it is a cola. Yeah. Okay? You make that decision. So you don't want a celebrity to, to sell you, yeah. you know, a cola. We are way beyond that. We, we try to take in things that we believe in or that uh, speaks to us. Absolutely. Otherwise, there is no point yeah. in, in, you know, industrialists meeting in Devos, talking about circularity, talking about accountability, talking about sustainability. All that is meaningless if you are not willing to get people to make decisions on what is right for them in their lives. Exactly. And slowly people have started realizing that and hence they are making their own choices and they are not letting brands decide what's good for them. The Gen Z and certainly the Gen A are a completely new class of citizens yeah. who will not be led by what others think. Yeah. They have their own independent way of thinking and Absolutely. They, they chase that. You are a Gen Z. And I'm sure what I'm saying yeah. makes sense to you. It does. Yeah. So that is basically where we are going with this. Okay. So Subhu, what are the next episodes that are going to feature in the future of work with Subhu Ayo? The effort will always be for us to bring thought leaders who can shine a light on the most important topics and bring their thought processes and start a debate. Uh, have a dialogue. And have a dialogue. 